This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation and its upcoming annual convention January 6th through the 11th in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Learn more at annualconvention.fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The second round of Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities grants is being unveiled Monday. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Alabama then to unveil the recipients. Projects in this round of funding will receive up to $5 million after projects between $5 and $100 million were announced earlier this fall. USDA says Monday's announcement will emphasize projects serving small farmers, including outreach for underserved producers, as well as projects at minority-serving institutions. Stay tuned to agripulse.com for the latest. There's also news coming soon on EPA's latest action on the Waters of the U.S. rule. Mary Thomas Hart with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association appeared on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers and said EPA could finalize its regulatory definition of WOTUS as early as next week. So we could definitely get into some territory early next year where we have competing standards from the Supreme Court and the Biden administration. And we have to kind of figure out how, how those two are going to work together. Um, obviously, NCBA was was concerned with the proposed Biden rule. I think most particularly, we were worried about the loss of those really important agricultural exemptions for stock ponds, um, prior converted croplands, including a, a definition for prior converted croplands and farm ditches. So we'll be keeping an eye out for that in the USDA's cattle contract library was also a topic of discussion on this week's show. Kansas Senator Roger Marshall says the final rule was a little broader than he was originally anticipating. We thought this was a pilot program, and now this seems like they're they're imposing uh, regulations upon everybody, but it is a step in the right direction. I think transparency will be a big help. Meanwhile, our office is going to push to help those smaller packing plants uh, expand. The pilot program will apply to any packer with more than 5% of the nation's beef processing capacity. Hart says NCBA was paying close attention to confidentiality concerns as USDA finalized the contract library. Making sure that that location data, that our our producers' data um, is kept private, is is at the top of our list of concerns, right? And we, we were supportive of the of the contract library. Um, we appreciate transparency in, in that way. Um, but you know, I think at the end of the day, our, our producers are incredibly cautious about making sure that they're able to keep their information safe. So we really appreciate USDA's effort to kind of uh, balance that balance on that tightrope of you know providing transparency while simultaneously ensuring that our producers stay safe. Marshall says he doesn't expect the creation of the contract library to dampen conversations about broader beef industry reforms. We're going to still hear about it, right? The problem is still going to be there. The the basic problem is we have four meatpacking corporations that control 80 or 90 percent uh, of the industry. You can also hear from Chandler Gould of the National Association of Wheat Growers and Matt Valesco with the Conaway Graves Group in this week's Newsmakers on agripulse.com. Finally today, USDA's December World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates report came in largely in line with trader expectations. The report left most of the crop usage and production estimates mostly unchanged. Some exceptions included a 75 million bushel increase in corn ending stocks and an equal drop in exports of the crop. The report was a factor in a fairly quiet Friday for the grain markets. December corn finished up two and three quarters while March corn was up one and a half. January beans dropped two and a half, a little more than the two penny drop for the March contract. 
Wheat was the only double-digit mover, with December wheat dropping 11.5 and the March price falling 12 cents. Jackie Fatka has more in her story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. If you can't join Farm Bureau in Puerto Rico in January for their convention, join it virtually for keynote speeches from Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval and Life is Good co-founder Brett Jacobs, along with select workshops and presentations. With all the great convention content available virtually, you'll feel like you're in Puerto Rico. Once you turn up the thermostat a bit, learn more and register at annualconvention.fb.org virtual. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.